The Traveler's Guide to Life, Tips for Fulfilling Life Now and Until the End of the Journey. Season 2, Learning to Drive Again. Episode 6, Dead Battery, What You Need to Know About Funerals. We're here today with Chad Green, Funeral Director of Donaldson Funeral Home in Messina and Donaldson Funeral, Donaldson Seymour Funeral Home in Potsdam. Welcome, Chad, to the podcast. Good morning. Um, so we're here today to talk about funeral, funeral planning. Um, and I guess the first question that um, I want to ask is, um, does, the, does New York State require residents to use a funeral director of funeral home? Yes, New York State requires um, a funeral director be, to be involved in the, in the funeral process. Uh, it requires a funeral director to sign the death certificate, to file the death certificate, and to monitor the burial or disposition process. Okay. And this applies to the Amish community as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, are, do we have to have a um, funeral service here in New York State? No. No. There's no requirements to, for a funeral service. Uh, many people are opting for not having a service today. Uh, so, But the, the funeral director still does have to be involved to just coordinate all the logistics of what you'd like to do. Um, how has COVID impacted the funeral services? Is that a reason why people aren't doing it? Uh, COVID impacted originally, um, mainly because of the limitations that were placed on gatherings. But now those limitations aren't there. I think it did help some families choose to go back to a traditional time of gathering for funerals and calling hours and such because they couldn't before. Right. And now they can, and they lo- notice what they lost. Right. And well, a lot, I've heard people, a lot of people talk about that, that mm-hmm. wow, they didn't know how good that was until they didn't have it anymore. Correct. Yeah. Um, who, who makes the funeral arrangements? How does that whole, whole thing work? Generally, the funeral arrangements are made with a family member, oftentimes a spouse or children, or grandchildren, whomever may be the next of kin and responsible party. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the, the medical facility um, contacts us at the time of death mm-hmm. to, to notify us that they would like, the family would like us to assist them through the funeral process, and then we in turn reach out to them. Uh, medical facility, hospice, coroners, you know, any of those agencies. Um, and then what, what's that process for that family when you sit down and talk to them about making these plans? Uh, we, we sit down either in our office or in the comfort of their own home. Uh, we gather information, biographical information about the deceased. Um, those are the, what we need for death certificate process. Along with we, we gather some of that information which we generate, you know, would help a family generate an obituary. And, and then in turn there, we, we inquire about what type of services they would like, um, you know, burial, cremation, you know, 
it's more of a ca- we I try to make it a casual conversation conversation yeah. um do people come in um, earlier before they need to to make funeral plans yes some some families opt for pre-planning which is a great asset to the surviving families mm-hmm. um, ma- members be- mainly because it, it you the you've expressed your wishes mm-hmm. um, and, and put it kind of down on paper you know with the funeral home now, can a family come in and say, okay, I'm glad Dad did all this, but this is not what we want? Unfortunately, yes. They, they can change some things. Um, you know, ultimately, it, it, but however, there is a form, you know, um, that you can fill out and, and appoint somebody that will carry out your funeral wishes as you wish. Right. Um, and, and when you prepay, because I know we've talked about this and <laughs> I to come down and do this um <laughs> i've been talking about it for years um i know exactly what i want and i want to do that so that my my children don't and my husband don't have mm-hmm. to do that um so i would um also prepay right um to get that all set up prepaying it is 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 great you know um it, it basically pays for what you're choosing to do and it kind of gives the family a little more guidance and right. says well we're going to follow the path that mom paid for right um and, and it and it helps long term with prepaying uh because the funds are you know if you long-term care comes into factor mm-hmm. um with nursing homes or such where where uh you have to secure funding for funerals um the money's go into a funeral trust and uh, they're protected against any nursing home um, spend downs. You know, okay. it, it rolls. You know, you originally you start a pre need trust with it has a revocable, right. meaning it can be moved, taken out at any time, transferred to another funeral home um, at any time by the by the purchaser, which mm-hmm. would be the original person. Um, and then if they go into a nursing home setting where we're applying for Medicaid for health care. Right. Uh, the nursing home asks us to, or the Medicaid office asks us to switch it to an irrevocable trust, which means it can only be used for funeral expenses. Okay. Um, it can only be withdrawn at death or transferred to another funeral home full amount. Okay. You know, the full amount has to, the, the, the funds aren't accessible to the, f- to the purchaser or the survivors. Okay. Um, and all the funds have to be used towards the funeral expenses any residual funds are refunded back to the county because okay. uh, the county has been paying through the Medicaid office for their care sure. at the end of life. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, whoever, whatever funeral home that you want to go mm-hmm. to, you can call them and set up a time to come in and talk Certainly. to them about that. Certainly. Uh, Always advisable to call. Yeah. Um, some, some families just knock on the door. And we're not always available to them, so they may have right. made a wasted trip in or something. But it's always wise to call your your funeral home of your choice to set up an appointment to make sure that you know they're going to have a director there. You have to meet with a director. Right. Um, uh, funeral directors have to be involved in the arrangement process um, and gathering as far as sa- selling. Right. You know when you go to look at when you talk price and such. Uh, it has to be a funeral director discussing okay. that. And um, you can, do you have to put all the money down for it or no. can you make no. um, a- Every payments? funeral home does different plans, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh, it, 
it's specific to the funeral home. Some mm-hmm. funeral homes honor their pricing, you know, for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to like a payment plan system, other funeral homes just say this is the price today. You pay today, you know, or you will just put money in a trust, but we don't guarantee any pricing. Okay. Um, every like I said, every funeral home is different. Right. You know. So it might pay for people to shop around. Yes. Um, yeah. I guess, and one of the things we always talk at a hospice is how to be a good consumer of health care, but also a good consumer of funerals, um, right. funeral home and what right. you want. Right, right. Um, so right now here um, in our county, we have the option of burial or cremation. Correct. Um, and we don't have the aquamation available yet. No, no in New York State, it's not a, it's not a legal valid form of uh, what we would consider disposition of human remains. Really? Yeah, currently it's either um, burial or mm-hmm. cremation, entombment, which is in a mausoleum, which right. is somewhat on the same forms as a burial, right. um, or donation to science, okay. which in the end you are cremated after the donation process right. is done. You know, their res- medical research and such is done. So if um, we wanted to do a body donation, um, it's my understanding that we have to make arrangements with the facility that we're going to donate the body to. Correct. Pri- prior, much like funerals, right. they like prior. Right. You know, you can pledge. It's called a pledge. You pledge your body to a medical school. Uh, locally, here we have uh, SUNY Upstate in Syracuse. Right. Um, we, the University of Vermont in Burlington does accept. Um, but again, it's a pledge process. And even though you pledge prior, um, there are, there are many conditions at the time of your death that we have to report to those facilities. So what kind of conditions? Um, they want um, body size, mm-hmm. height, weight, um, condition of the body, um, preliminary cause of death, um, and like how long the person has been deceased. Uh, we have a very short window to right. get um, the deceased to these facilities right. if they're accepted. I believe it's 36, maybe 48 hours. Wow. So it has to roll quite fast. And is it and medication? They also want to know what medication they were on? Uh, some. We but don't. A lot, oftentimes with, with hospice deaths or nursing home deaths, we don't always know that. Okay. Um, generally, the cause of death or, or um, situation surrounding the death, you know, if it was right. a cancer patient or heart and lung patient, right. you know, they're pretty, pretty strict criteria. They, they've gotten, you know, obviously with COVID, they don't want COVID deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, so they, they're in most families, if, if because they, they're aware of the process that cremation is going to be after anyway, right. they opt for a cremation route, you right. know, just uh, what we consider a direct cremation. Right. And then for here, since um, Syracuse and um, UVM is far away, um, do the family pays for that transportation. Yes, the fam- there are charges still involved mm-hmm. in what we consider body donation, right. um, mainly because we still have to sit down with a family. We have to still go through the same process mm-hmm. that we do for all our families. Um, we have to meet with them. We, we have to transfer their loved one into our care, meet with them, and then transport them to Syracuse or the medical school within this short window. Right. Uh, the medical schools do reimburse back some mileage, Okay. Um, it's based on a federal mileage rate, which oh, I think, okay. you know, so whatever the current federal mileage rate is now. And that generally comes back to the funeral home. The funeral home invoices the school and then, you know, comes back to the funeral home. Um, 
the only savings you would have is you don't have to pay for the cremation process if you're a donation to science. The medical school pays that oh, okay. at the time. Of, and and they, can, they can keep your body for medical research up, I believe it's up to two years. Yeah. Uh, and, and it goes, doesn't, may not necessarily stay at the school that you thought it went to. Right, it, that's it what I It might heard, have went yeah. to upstate, but then upstate take, sends it to Clarkson. Right. Clarkson has medical, uh, you know, with their PA program and, right. and the physical therapy program. SUNY Canton with a mortuary science program. Right. That's how we learn. Yeah. Um, it goes to dental schools, chiropractic schools. Um, yeah. It may stay right there for gross anatomy at upstate. Right. Yeah. And because uh, we've had, um, I've heard of people saying, well, can I just, you know, put them in my car and take them down there? And no, they cannot. No. Even if you were to die at Upstate Medical mm-hmm. Center and you were accepted into the anatomical gift program, you still have to have a funeral director okay. involved. Okay. Whether it's in Syracuse, wherever your local community is that you've called. Okay. Um, and, that, and that it's that that's kind of a regulation in New York State currently. Okay. There are a couple anatomical gift programs that are licensed funeral homes also. Okay. I believe one in Buffalo and maybe one in New York City. Okay. Um, and they have funeral directors on staff within that program that would be the funeral home, per se, gather that information that they need for the death certificate to file it and, and um, you know, meet with the family or... And do all the right, stuff right. that they need to do. Um do we do green burials? We have, we have done. We don't have any designated cemeteries mm-hmm. here in the north, in the north country, that are just for green burials. Uh, there are some, there's a, there's a cemetery in Ithaca, mm-hmm. I believe it's called Green Springs. It is all green burials. Um, green burials is, are, is pretty much that. You're, 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 you're not, Embalmed. There's no embalming. There's right. generally no visitation at a funeral home. Um, you're taken from your home or facility mm-hmm. um, to this burial ground, which looks much like a field. Oh wow! Um, and it's all GPS. So you and when, to my understanding, you buy a ten by ten piece of land, mm-hmm. which is your cemetery plot, and you're buried there. And it's very earth. The rocks are piled on the grave and. You're not. You may be in a casket. Of, it has to be all wood, 100% wood, no metal. Um, you can bear, be buried in a casket or a wicker. There's wicker pe- yeah, caskets, or really or cool. just wrapped in a burial shroud, which uh, which is a cotton linen burial shroud that you'll break down in the ground later. And, and they don't have they, the green um, cemeteries. Don't use the vaults. No, 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 no. no. Do you anticipate something? Like there that? is a local cemetery researching it currently. Oh, okay. Yeah, seeing well. if there's a need for it because right. it obviously takes a lot of development. Yeah. Uh, they have to clear off the land and and get it and then designate that section as a green burial section. I think there would be a. I think there would be uh, an increase, yeah. a little interest in it. Yes. Yeah. I agree. But there's no headstones, nothing to Generally not. No. no. There's no Just markings of whatever, maybe like a wood cross right. or wood stake or something. Okay. But it, but with the GPS system now, that's how right. they track it all. To get that. Yeah. Well, Chad, we really appreciate you coming in here today. Um, thanks to the Potsdam Public Library for the use of the podcasting studio. Uh, check out our Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley website for additional resources, and that's www.hospiceslv.org.
This is Mary Joan Jones and today's guest speaker, Chad Green. From the Traveler's Guide to Life, we will see you on the road.